The following is a conversation between Bryce and Ray, Charlie Schwab, and Oliver Williams, all students currently studying at Drake University. To support us, please follow the Drake Broadcasting System on any social media platforms you use. And now, please enjoy this episode of the In Case You Missed It podcast. Welcome back. Today is Monday, September 11th, 2023. I'm once again joined by Oliver Williams. Hello. And Charlie Schwab. Hello. And you are listening to the ninth episode of the In Case You Missed It podcast, our first recording of the new academic year. Let's see what you missed. In case you hadn't noticed, Drake University has opened a revamped merchandise shop and online bookstore in Olmsted. Now, we covered this story in an episode last semester prior to the opening this semester, but now we've gotten a chance to get inside and get a good look at what the merchandise shop now offers in comparison to last semester and semesters before. For some context before we get into exactly what they're offering now and what the pricing looks like, Drake partnered with eCampus.com to create a new buying experience for students that prioritized their needs and desires. Per their release from last April talking about the change, quote, this new partnership prioritizes convenient and affordable access to course materials through a customized online storefront. eCampus.com will also assume operation of Drake's campus store, the Bulldog Shop, delivering a customer-centric retail experience for the entire Drake community. So far, the shop has been met with relative positivity, with students happy to get a fresh selection of Drake merchandise for the first time in a while. To quote the release again, Drake stated that the partnership with eCampus.com would allow for, quote, improved selection and affordability in comparison to the bulldog shop of the past. Now, walking into the store for the first time about a week ago, it was pretty obvious that the physical selection of merchandise was less in quantity than years past, and by a good amount. And a lot of the options out there were pretty high-priced. I mean, you know, sweatshirts going for $75, $80, uh, sweatpants going for like $60, $65. And, you know, to some, that lesser selection was a good sign. Because the lower number of merchandise means an emphasis on quality over quantity. But, of course, some believe it's just a bad thing because there's less selection, less things to choose from. Now, we went back there this past weekend, and we took another look at it, and there is way more merchandise in the shop than the first time that we visited. And we actually talked with uh, one of the people that was working the shop, and they said that they're bringing in merchandise pretty much every day, and they're filling up the shelves and filling up space in the store as they go. So if you've been there already, chances are you went uh, before all the merchandise was in, because when we went, I mean, there was way more options, whether it be crewnecks, sweatshirts, jackets, sweatpants, whatever, and a lot of it, especially the stuff in the middle of the store, um, was all very fairly priced. I mean, we're talking about sweatshirts going for about $40 to $60, T-shirts going for about 20 to 35 sometimes less if they're more basic designs. Uh, the sweatpants were going for about 40 to $60. And really the only things that were going for much higher than that were the brand name stuff. Like they have this wall of Adidas-sponsored kind of Drake athletic gear, and that's obviously going to be a little more expensive. But for the most part, all the clothes that we saw offered way cooler, way more unique designs than in years past. And honestly, a an affordable price range. So 
I'll ask you guys now, do you think that the physical Bulldog shop is an improvement over years past, or has the Drake eCampus partnership not done enough to satisfy their promise of improved selection and affordability? I think that the shop is nicer already. I like I'm a graphic design major. I just think that the designs this year are a lot better than years past. There's a bigger variety already, I think, and just in stuff that I'm interested in, maybe it like sticks out more to me. But like they got like the vintage Drake logo now on like a uh, bigger selection. They used to just have like the black uh, long sleeve shirts. Now they got like a white ones. Yeah, with the wh- vintage Drake. What's that? The dog, the old dog. Spike? Yeah. The 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 guy who was working also told us that they're bringing back Spike, and he's yeah. on a lot of uh, vintage gear. Honestly, is... I'm not a fan of Spike. but <laughs> I like Spike. I'm kind of biased because um, when I went into the Bulldog shop, like last year, right, right when they were selling everything, I was talking out loud to someone. I thought it was Oliver, but I guess not. And I was like, I just feel like the stuff in the Drake shop is not that great because it felt like it was just like the same recycled logo for the same white or blue t-shirt and there was only so many like drake shirts that you could buy before you were just like this is the same shirt and this was last year or this year that was last year yeah and one of the ladies who was actually running the store her overheard me and she pulled me aside and she was like hey um so you had some interesting feedback um could i get your email and then we could talk about like what designs you would want to see so I gave her some input that I would like to see more designs with, like, not just, like, the Drake word, but I wanted, like, the mascot more. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I would like a shirt with the bulldog and just the bulldog. <laughs> more yeah. dogs. Yeah, more dogs. And she was like, okay. And she actually gave me store credit wow. for the no input. Way. Yeah. That's insane. How much? Well, just $20, but, like. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> you got paid 20 like bucks shirt. for complaining. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Well, I should it, start complaining loudly. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't, it wasn't, like, non-constructive criticism, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, provided good feedback. Well, I wonder yeah. I wonder if she was, like, in charge of the store. Because you figure, like, an average, you know, hourly student worker wouldn't care enough to be. Yeah, like, no, this right. was an adult. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. well, I guess we are, but she, <laughs> like, a real adult, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she knew, look, she knew what she was doing. She was in the workforce, yeah. Yeah, and I was yeah. super happy when we walked through, like, this morning. I thought all of this stuff was cute. Like I, yeah. like there was only one wall of like the typical Drake shirts that they'd launch at you with a like shirt cannon. It was just, it uh-huh. like it was all stuff that I would actually wear right. on like a day to day. And I don't think they're that expensive. I think they're a little bit cheaper than last year. Like I can't remember exactly, but you know, even when everything was half price at the end of last year, I feel like the expensive. prices still weren't great. Like, yeah, for what you're getting, especially. I mean, yeah, because you figure a university store. Is going to have, like, for the, I mean, and to be fair, you can't really get Drake gear anywhere else uh-huh. than yeah. the online store or Drake because we're not super, we're not a super popular not campus a state school, around yeah. Iowa. No one likes um, Dogtown. <laughs> exactly. We don't have a big enough student base. So, like you said, the designs in the past store, it was just, it was really simple across like standard. the board. Yeah, standard. Right. No creativity, no, like, ooh, I really want to get that shirt. It was like, well, it says Drake University, so I'll buy Just it. Just a cheap T-shirt with, like, a print on it. It, it felt like was the ma- majority of the merchandise. Yeah, exactly. But now, I mean, we went in there, and there's, like, 
I mean, they're definitely chasing the vintage because oh, they yeah. know how much students love that. Because a lot of the stuff in there was like yeah, vintage designs. And that's where he brought up brought up Spike with like him being on a lot of the vintage shirts. And there were like some really cool like colors. Uh, like there was like a pink crew neck with a big Drake D yeah. on it, and there was like a green shirt with like the city skyline and Drake University on it, long sleeve. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> the only colors you had before were blue, white black and gray right yeah. that yeah. was it but now they've got all these cool designs now it's like a clothing store yeah exactly I mean, like exactly. Shop. it feels like clothes and not just merch yeah yeah I, I, it's like this is making me think of like more things that I hope they like branch into like more stuff that's like even more stuff that's less uh, just like says the logo or whatever like they could have like stuff like let's go dogs on it or something like yeah. that or yeah. like I don't know put something about Oliver or Fack on there. <laughs> <laughs> or like Meredith Hall would be cool. I don't know. The I think Zimpleman they got a chance to do some cool things. I wonder how they, because like I assumed that it was all like stuff done by other people that was brought in or whatever. But like the people that were there are like running the sh- shelves or whatever. Like yeah. when we were talking about like, wow, good selection. Somebody in the back yelled out, thank you. <laughs> like they're really, I mean, it's just these yeah. guys working together to yeah. make this stuff nice. So, yeah, so, so it's since pretty he, cool. It seems like a small squad. Yeah, since he said that, I was like, this guy must be behind the designs. And uh-huh. it was like, and I, I started to wonder because eCampus.com, they have partnerships with a lot of other universities of right. similar size. Um, and we talked about that a bit in our podcast last spring on the uh, opening and I was wondering if the way they do it is they send out, like, teams of people hmm. with the supplies they need and say, like, you know, Go here's nuts. the design. They send a designer. They send workers and that type of stuff. And then they kind of run it from there. And that would be really interesting. Yeah. yeah. If that's the case, what a neat career, Oliver. Consider it. I know. I got to look into that. A <laughs> I'm a little bit worried that I haven't already. Yeah. It seems really fun. Yeah. Like, I love, like, like, there was a Drake one with, like, the Broadway lettering with like the Ooh, faded colors that's cool. really nice yeah 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 no to, to talk about the pricing more i mean i i it's hard to remember exactly what the prices were like before the High. closure discounts last year because i didn't uh-huh. buy a ton of stuff um but i mean the prices they have now like i said you know about 50 bucks for a sweatshirt 40 bucks for a pair of sweatpants 20 bucks for a t-shirt i mean in terms of buying like campus gear that's pretty good because i like i went to uw madison now granted it's a way bigger school and has a way bigger like when you wear that stuff it means a lot more than if you wear drake university (laughs) gear i mean i don't mean that as like drake university is bad but i mean that is uw madison is like known everywhere um we're the harvard of the midwest uh, is what my dad always said (laughs) (laughs) that's what my parents told me (laughs) no but the uh so I, my sister goes to uw madison so i was there for graduation we went to the gear store and their stuff was obviously a bit more expensive, yeah, uh, noticeably so. But yeah, so I mean, from I think the price matches the value in terms of the designs are good, and if you go to Drake University, you want it. Um, and you know, outside of Des Moines, people are going to ask, Who "The hell is Drake University?" Um, Who cares? <laughs> exactly, it's it's good gear. Um, so I think from a value perspective, the pricing is definitely good and way better than it was last year. Yeah. I'd agree. So, mm-hmm. and I and you know, last year I was skeptical about the whole partnership because I was like, are they just gonna jack up prices and things are gonna be the same? But so far, so good, man. I'm positive I'm changes. It. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Glad we can agree on that. Exactly. And even like the merchandise areas, like 
I remember last year they had so much pointless like little <laughs> gadgets and stuff. Oh yeah. But now they've sim- like simplified, and maybe they're bringing in more stuff. Sure. Like the guy said, but in terms of non-clothing merchandise, like there's like there's a really cool Drake University backpack that I keep eyeing every time <laughs> I go in there, yeah. and it's only fifty five dollars, which is pretty good considering you can get like backpacks at Target can cost like sixty dollars. Yeah. Um, if you want one that's like, you know. Not, yeah. 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 Backpacks are expensive. Yeah. And and they I've, last you a long time. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I've had mine since like sophomore year of high school. So, right. <laughs> so I'm just not I realizing either. you have the exact same bask or that's I had the exact same backpack. You did, point, but it's a different color. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I I either need to wash this or and I don't really know how to wash a backpack, but I need <laughs> to wash it. The washing machine for our viewers out there. I don't <laughs> I don't know because I I was I was like checking WikiHow and it said don't put it washing machine really so yes put it in the washing machine and then air dry it so i did the mine all right i'll try it <laughs> thanks for the input yeah, yeah. wiki how doesn't know anything yeah <laughs> i don't know why i'm anti wiki how sorry yeah i'm also anti wiki how yeah well in other news uh meredith hall is open we are there right now <laughs> yeah. oh my god this is the it, for those who don't know this is the first in case you missed it episode recorded in the actual school of journalism and mass communication and in the actual podcast rooms that drake university Mm -hmm. promised that i would have for four years (laughs) but didn't have all of last year due to ceiling renovations (laughs) (laughs) and it is really nice to be here i will say that the issue with the heating has gone away yeah Yeah. it's been very comfortable in meredith very cool um very cool I was in one of those big like window classrooms right. and like usually I remember the sun like heating <laughs> on my like back. Yeah. And I'd be sweating buckets. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, it's fine. It's great actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's gone away and the there aren't really any renovations to the first and second floor outside of the HVAC system. They did add new bathrooms, mm-hmm. um, which are really cool. A nice water fountain filling space. Uh the the biggest improvement on the first and second floor is that courtyard in yeah. the middle. It's it's pretty similar to what it was, but they put new furniture in there, and I think they planted new stuff, which isn't fully grown yet. Right. And I study in there sometimes. It's very, very pleasant. Yeah, I, like I mean, in there. I, I don't have any classes in Meredith, but I walk through it to get to one of my classes. Yeah. And I always see people sitting there, like, more yeah. than you would think. <laughs> I have a I have a weekly call with my boss um, uh, in between classes in Meredith, hmm. and I go in there to do my call, and she's always like, oh, my gosh, that space is so pretty. Oh. Like, what a great place to do your meeting. So, yeah. But no, I I'm I'm happy with that. I'm happy that the that the weather has changed in here and the basement got some renovations in that they changed they like added a viewing room with a ping pong table and like a few kind of seating areas and a vending machine. So the basement's a little bit changed. I think I think they redid the flooring in some spots and yes. obviously the ceiling is redone definitely looks new yeah and i think they did repaint some parts of the interior but you know it's really hard to tell exactly what they changed because uh-huh. um, it's more subtle changes but i mean it feels new it feels fresh yeah it feels like. open like and like i remember coming down here freshman year and it kind of felt like a prison you know yeah yeah like the walls were too close together um there was no i mean there were tables in the hallway but like people would walk past you and you felt like they were like looking over your shoulder and whatever. But now it feels like a study space. Yeah. yeah. Outside of that, I mean, I'm still a little bit bent on the fact that it took them a year to do what they yeah. did. Because but now that it's over. Yeah, now that try, it's over, it's great. <laughs> you try replacing an HVAC system in a mostly windowed building. <laughs> I'm sure it was very tough. But there was like, I made a joke to someone. It was probably you guys. I was like, they built the 
Mediacom Stadium, like an entire stadium, and it's going to be done this fall in a little longer than the same How time. How hard it could it be right. to build a stadium, though? You just flatten it out and then put bleachers. It's a just big the, stadium, dude. Like, I was surprised. They're trying to keep the historic integrity of the Frank Lloyd Wright yeah, building. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I get that, but part of me is like. It wasn't actually Frank Lloyd Wright. It was uh, Oliver Ace Vanderoff. But yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all that's been done to Meredith. Definitely enjoying it. Uh, definitely happy that they fixed the issues. Part of me wishes that you know they made more changes, I guess, in the year that they had uh, more things that we could see. But because, you know, that's a year of my college experience where I didn't have the school for one of my majors. Boo hoo. (laughs) And I'll tell you, East Meredith was tough for the Times Delphic, for Drake Broadcasting System, for classes. I mean, it was recording the In Case You Missed a Podcast when we were in like a little closet in the basement. So, um it I was... thought it was fun when people were working in the vents <laughs> and we were trying to record stuff. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's actually uh, Mize Van Der Rohe, not Ron. Is that the architect? Yes. I see. Sorry. Yeah, speaking of architects, I went to the chapel outside of Medbury Hall, is it? And Collier's Scripps in that little courtyard. It's kind of tucked yep. away. I learned some really interesting stuff about that for my travel journalism class. Uh, we have an assignment where we kind of have to go to a location and, like, you know, Learn about you it. Gotta travel and yeah, right about journalism. So we traveled, you know, across the sidewalk to <laughs> um, the chapel, and there's some really interesting facts. The the group that uh, the architecture group that built the chapel or designed it actually was the same architecture group that designed the Gateway Arch in St. Louis. Yeah, and the chapel is actually renowned as one of, if not the best, like architecturally designed building in all of Iowa. Wow. Which is wild to think about. Because <laughs> beauty is subjective. I might have subjective. to visit it again. Yeah, <laughs> beauty is subjective. But when we went in there, I mean, it's it's an experience, man. It's it's a really cool design and really, I mean, it like cool design, I the think. ceiling. I mean, there's like this, the only light, if you turn off the lights, comes from this, uh, comes from this like ceiling light. It comes from God himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There, there's like this window thing in the ceiling skylight um, right and it just makes it look like so daunting and cinematic it's really it's really really cool that's really yeah. neat and i heard they still they still host like church services there um i'm not 100 percent sure on that because we we actually got a chance to speak to one of the architects who worked on uh, restoring the building a while ago and he wasn't sure if they still have events there, hmm. but they had they did have to restore the building because after like forty or fifty years, you know, it was starting to get a little run down. Yeah, um, but it is still pretty much the exact same design as the original yeah. building. Well, very cool. Yeah, interestingly enough, I mean, the chapel was designed to be like to resemble a traditional Roman chapel with the circular. Um, oh, yeah, and all the light coming from the ceiling, which. It's just a very kind of miniature version of that. And it's also intentionally tucked away, the architect we talked to said, because the turns that you have to take to get there, like, because you know how the entrance is, like, facing away from the closest walkway? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, the turns that you take to get there are supposed to, like, amplify the experience to where, like, you, you have to, like, intentionally go on a path to get there. Right. You can't just walk up to it and get in. And... You know, that huh. may be a little meticulous, but that's <laughs> I thought it was, very interesting. <laughs> I thought it was an interesting little thing he talked to us about. 
Um, and he said it also is supposed to help you understand the surroundings better and really like feel where you are. Right. Um, and they, he also talked about how, you know, there's a lot of thought that went into it being spiritually pow- powerful. Right. Yeah. And t- trying to make sure it was an experience was definitely a piece of that. And you mentioned that it had like kind of a circular motif. Like it's just. Yeah, it's it was well, circular. You go inside and there's these seats there's like one row of seats that goes in a circle pretty much all the way around the outside. And as you move inward, there's um, this patterned stone on the floor and it all moves into the center. And as you move into the center, there's like two steps of stone and then this marble altar, Italian marble from the ocean floor. um, That's like a super specific type of Italian marble that's supposed to allow you to really see that it's from the ocean floor because of the imperfections like ridges yeah yeah and it's it's just really cool historical building then the ceiling of it is like designed to where it almost it comes down a little bit in the center yeah so that the lighting makes it look like there's like a spotlight right down on the altar it looks like it's to where yeah Yeah. the altar is like glowing it's it's really that's very interesting yeah um because actually like this circle shape in of itself like especially um like one of the reasons why they had such a difficult time getting to like a heliocentric model with astronomy astronomy is because this idea of like celestial circles or spheres like perfect circles um were so important to the catholic church so i mean the like a lot of churches nowadays it's just like lines of chairs and stuff like that but i thought it was really interesting that you mentioned all the circles because that is indicative of like Mm -hmm. roman churches and Mm what they valued and like all the symbolism there. Yeah. See, this is why Charlie's our history person. <laughs> yeah. And there's a, there is a kind of a funny story that goes along with the chapel that I'll mention real quick. In 1981, now when it was originally built, they had an iron cross on the roof. Mm-hmm. And in 1981, I think they had to do some repairs to the roof. And it might have actually been part of the restoration. I'm not sure exactly when the restoration was. But there was a big iron cross on the roof and you know because they had to re-roof the place they had to move the cross off the roof and the president at the time of drake university didn't want the cross he didn't like it Hmm. he wanted it off the roof because he said it it like made it kind of exclusive or it made it kind of like sure yeah and he wanted it removed but the everybody else or the other group of people against him were like no we want it to stay and so they take it off to re-roof the thing and they store it somewhere. And since the president wanted it gone and the other people wanted it to stay, uh, now there's no concrete proof of exactly what happened. But they supposedly lost, in quotes, the uh, <laughs> Iron Cross and it was never returned wow. back. So you know, I know where that is. My theory, <laughs> my theory is that the president uh, had it. I think it's in the Goodwin Kirk storage room yeah. in the basement. <laughs> that's yeah. That's a callback. That's what I'm here uh, for yeah. for, uh, for longtime listeners. That's, uh, <laughs> you would you would know. Yeah, you wouldn't get it if you're you listening to the best episode. <laughs> Just one last question I had about the church is that did that guy bring up? Because it's like there's the chapel, and then there's a grass field right next to it that yeah. I always thought was supposed to like near it. Yeah. Well, talk about that. he talked about the positioning of it in that it's in keeping with that kind of Roman. Uh, traditional chapel, it, they're usually placed in courtyards. Mm. So he wanted it to look like it was placed in a courtyard, and that's why they have that kind of like green space, okay. kind of like courtyard space right in there so that it can they can say, it's yeah, it's a small chapel in a courtyard. 
<laughs> All right, that's interesting. Very cute. I love that. So this past weekend, me, Oliver, and our roommate Tim got a chance to visit the Broadlawn's grand opening, which was so cool. It was really cool. We did miss the <laughs> ribbon cutting ceremony, but we got there a little later and uh, we went there. They had a DJ going. Uh, they had free food. They had little cookies with like the Drake University logo on them yeah. and then the Broadlawns logo on them. And we took the Drake ones, obviously. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it would have been wrong to yeah, grab the Broadlawns. Exactly. Broadlawns? But we went there and uh, it, the place looks great. I mean, it is, it's Top architecturally gosh. very pleasing to look at. Yeah. What did you think? I I thought it was really nice. It, I mean, it reminds me of what the alumni place looks like just down the road. You yeah, know? yeah. And which is cool because I mean they fit together and makes that part of the street look pretty nice. And yeah, there was free t shirts there as well. Mm-hmm. That was nice. <laughs> I don't know how often I'll be going there. Yeah, it's just I mean aesthetic. it's for the city as a yeah, whole too. Yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. And it's very you know it's obviously very convenient to have an urgent care and a clinic right. Yeah. yeah. On, right on campus, pretty much. And from an aesthetic perspective, I mean, it looks great and it makes that area of campus continue to look better because when we were there, there's that other building. What's that other one called? The other modern one just down the road across the yeah, I know. parking lot? Oh, the Harkin. Wow. The Harkin Institute, yeah, right? Yeah. Good job. Um, the Harkin Institute has like that similar modern architectural lots of right. windows that's what i was trying look. to talk about not the alumni house. yeah and it looks like that's kind of the look they're going for as they expand campus outwards uh-huh. and i love it i love the look of it um and they have this like green space in front of the broadlawns clinic uh across the sidewalk from the road oh, and yeah. there's a sign there that says like we're going to be growing a you know, green space here, so it's going to look so pretty. So <laughs> check yeah. back. It's going to be green. I'm very excited with what we're doing with the Broadlands Clinic. Like, I, I read an article before we came out here, and I didn't come with you guys to the clinic itself because I was in a night class and they left without me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's supposed to, like, provide more affordable care to, like, local communities and the area around Drake not super accessible to a ton of like hospitals. I mean, there's Mercy One, but Mercy One will take your arm and your leg <laughs> and laugh at you while charging you $50,000 to prescribe nothing. So I don't know. That's just super exciting. And it gives our like our pharmacy students, oh. hopefully they get the chance to be like residents or something. I don't yeah, really like, know how that works. Get some real life experience. Yeah. Nice. Right. Maybe we should invite a farm student on. Oh, I happen to know one. I'll make a side note that this year, uh, in case you missed it, and the Drake Broadcasting System are looking for guests for the <gasps> podcast. Now that we were back in Meredith, we have more than three microphones to work with. So professors- we have four. <laughs> exactly. Professors, faculty, students, anyone who is an expert or has hands-on experience with any Drake news or has any stories they want to bring to the podcast, experience, history, just interesting events- Reach out to us at either bryson.ray at drake.edu, that's my email, or contact the Drake Broadcasting System on Instagram. And we'd love to have you guys, and we'd love to hear your experience, your expertise, or just whatever you want to talk about on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the In Case You Missed It podcast. New episodes release every Monday, and if you're interested in following and supporting us, please visit the Drake Broadcasting System on all social media you use and consider following and rating the podcast wherever you're listening. Thank you.